being here this morning. Still want to pray for the uh, Brother James and his family. They, they should be somewhere headed back this way from the cruise that they took at, on the Bahamas. And I pray that they have a safe trip back. In the book of James, we're going to deal with the source of our desires, the source of sin. The book of James, the first chapter, <coughs> verse 13, are we there? The Bible tells us to let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Now you have to understand that that word tempted there means to be enticed. Let no man say when he is tempted or enticed, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted or enticed with evil, neither tempteth or enticed he any man. Here, here that God cannot be tempted or enticed with evil. So when I look at this and I see that verse 12 tells us how we are blessed is the man that endureth temptation and we talked about the crowns that he, a man receives one of these crowns when he endures temptation is the, he'll receive the crown of life, which is eternal life with God. And that that individual will have pleasure in the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he appears. But during the times of a man's temptations, we understand that when we bring forth faith, the Bible says that our faith will be tried. And our faith must be tried so that it can bring forth a thing called patience. We talked about patience being having and maintaining a good-natured tolerance about things in the midst of our trials and tribulations that we go through. But the Word of God says here that, verse 13, that when we are tempted, when we are enticed, then we're not to say that it is God that is doing it. But we must realize that God cannot be enticed with evil or tempted with evil, and because of that, God cannot and will not tempt us of evil. That's not his way. He's a pure God. He's a Glorious God. Now, there are three aspects to this situation because this, this situation is very dangerous. You've got lust and you've got the object of the lust. And then you've got this thing in the middle called temptation or enticement. So it's like three phases here, and enticement, temptation, 
is the bridge that connects the spirit of lust to the object that you're lusting for or you're following. There has to be a bridge to connect the spirit of lust to the object that's being lusted after. That's where the enticement comes in at, the tempting. When we endure the temptation, the enticement, then that nullifies the void and makes a void between that spirit of lust and the object of that which is being lusted for. Let's go a little deeper into this thing. Let's go to Genesis, the book of Genesis, the second chapter. Verse 16 and verse 17. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and verse 17. Are we there? This is what the word of the Lord says. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Every of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat free or freely eat. Now, he didn't ask the man this, he commanded him. These are the instructions. But of the tree of the knowledge, of good and evil, it says, thou shalt not eat of it for in the day. Mm -hmm. That thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Here we go. God makes a man, forms him out of the dust of the ground. Genesis 2 7. Now, before man sinned, his flesh was different from this flesh we have now. See, this is a corrupted flesh that we have through sin. So what happened was is God knew that if man in his unsinful flesh would make contact with that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which really what he's saying is stay away from your own personal self and your own personal desire. Because you've got two selves inside of you. You've got the God self, and then you've got the personal self. So when we eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we eat from the personal self. I always call it, we eat from the affirmation. We're running our life out of what we want instead of what God wants for us. But when we eat from the tree of life, we're eating from and we're running out of what we call the God self. You understand what I'm saying? There are two selves inside of you. There's the I, the selfish self, and then there's the God self. The selfish self, the personal self, is all about what you can get. The God self is about 
what God wants for you. And what God wants for us is always goes far greater than what we want for ourselves. So he places these two trees inside of us. Major trees. He places the personal self, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he places the God self. And he tells us now, don't go messing around with the personal self. No, you stay away from that. Because on the day that you begin to eat from that tree, that's the day that you'll surely die spiritually. Because now you won't think about what I want you to do, but now it's all about what you want to do. And it's going to draw you away from me, and you're going to become spiritually dead. Now, anybody can understand that, that has any kind of life you have. When you draw closer to God, God blesses you more. You feel better. When you draw closer to yourself, you start drawing toward the things of the world. God ain't on your mind. Now you depressed. You tore from the floor. Ain't nothing working. Everything's hanging up in your life. Has anybody ever been there? And all God is doing is waiting on us to get back in the saddle and walk with him. That's all he wants us to do. Repent. Get back in the saddle and walk. But eating from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil brings in a thing called pride. And it's pride that killed them off in the beginning. Because when the woman saw that the tree was good to eat. Mm -hmm. She loved it. She saw that it was good to eat. She saw that it would make one wise. Pride. Mm -hmm. Be not wise in thine own eyes. The lust of the flesh, she saw that it was good to food. It was good food to eat. So it's three things there. The pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes. That's what took us down. It's been taking us down ever since. Through one word, enticement. Through that one word. That's why he said, look, do not touch that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And see, that's what the whispering and channel Satan done to Eve. You see, he took and he showed Eve her body and how to use her body to deform the man. Now that goes further than what you think. First of all, you gotta understand that the woman is, came out of the man. That was his inner self. See, it's that whispering and channel that speaks to that inner self. That woman that's inside of her. Because she came out of man. See, see, as long as you see it in the physical, you won't get it. But when you start seeing it in the spiritual and understand what the scripture is saying, then you'll understand what that scoundrel's been doing to us. You got a better weapon to fight with. So what he did was he begins to whisper to us our inner self. 
our inner essence of spirituality. He begins to contaminate it. And when he begins to contaminate it, what happens is that it takes us away from what God is saying and draws us toward what we are saying to ourselves. Now, not only is our inside poison, but once the inside gets poisoned, the whole man becomes poison. Because that which is inside of you brings it to you to get you to partake in it, right or wrong. And that's where the fall comes. See, as long as it talks to you and me, and we don't go with it, it can't contaminate it. It's only when it comes and say, eat of it. As long as you think about drinking or drugging or prostituting or whatever it is that people do, as long as you're thinking about it, you got a chance. You can knock it out. But when you take a part of it, that's what gets you. Right there. That's what knocks you off. Now, you take a part of it before you actually and physically take a part of it. See, it's the enticement that connects the two together. The fall happens before you actually do it physically. But when you first think about it, you got a chance to stop it. He's going to talk about this in a minute. See, this word is true. This word is true. Is the church with me so far? Let's go back over here to James. Because James says, James 1, we're going to go, and I'm going to read these 13, and we're going to go on into verse 14. So we see here, he's saying, let no man, when he is tempted or enticed, let him not say, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted or enticed with evil, and neither will he entice or tempt us with it. But every man is tempted. Now he's showing himself. When he is drawn away of his own what? And in what? Heist. We are susceptible to Satan's temptation essentially because of the sinful nature within and its evil desires of inclination. Uh, let's see what Jesus had to say about it. Let's go over to Matthew 15, 19. 15, 19. Are we there? Matthew. The word of the Lord talking about temptations and stuff and what defiles a person. Look at, look at what the word of the Lord says in verse 19 and 20. For out of Matthew 15, verse 19, for out of the heart proceeds what? Evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. And verse 20 says, These are the things which defile a man, the things that come out of it. So verse 14, back over here in James said, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and then he's enticed. 
And when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Romans 6, 23 says that the wages of sin is death. So here's what happens. A man is first the spirit of lust begins to work within. And that spirit of lust is attempting to connect itself with whatever the object of lust is over there. But the only way this spirit of lust can connect with that object of lust that's over here, whether it be a whatever, It has to be enticed. It has to find a way to entice the man, to tempt it, to tempt it. So what it does is that spirit of lust begins to draw a person. How does it draw you? Through your thinking. The more you think about it, the more it draws. That's why the Lord said meditate on God's word both day and night. And do that which is according therein. And then you'll be successful. And then you'll prosper in everything that you do. It says that that man will be like a tree planted by the river of water. Say his leaves won't wither and it'll bear fruit in its season. And everything that man do, it will prosper. That's what it says. The tree that's planted by the river of water. The, 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 the tree or the, the person that Joshua 180 is talking about how you know you, you have to this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. This book. But you gotta not only meditate on it both day and night, but you got to do that which it tells you to do. See, a lot of us won't do what the book says. We hear the word, but the word don't penetrate. And now our lives are miserable because instead of allowing God to check us, we won't allow him to check us. He be want to check us. But see, we, when, when we are adamant in our lust and we're going at that object that we're lusting for, we don't want to hear God. We don't want to hear it. That's just the way it is now. So that's where the enticement comes in. It's right there in the middle. It's waiting to get you. Because the Bible says um, when a man is tempted or enticed, he is drawn away by his own love. And then he's enticed. Because he's trying to get what's over there. There's something over there that's, that, that, that's got it. And, 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 that, and that spirit of lust is trying to make a connection with it. And it knows that it's got to entice you before that bridge can be gapped and that spirit can walk on and connect. And once it connects, you through. Because the Bible says that a man is drawn away, is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust, his own lust, and enticed. And when lust is conceived, see, that thing will put a baby in you. 
And once that thing put a baby in you, it brings forth what we call sin. Now, when that baby sins, go to work. Because they say when sin is finished, that means that it's doing something. Now, when that thing is finished, what happens is it brings forth death. You will never come out of a simple situation and not regret it. You will never come out of a sinful situation and won't have to pay spiritually. You won't do it. You won't do it. So God is trying to say, look, stay away, stay away, stay away. Do not eat from you. Do not run your life out of the eye formation. Don't do it. Because once you allow your uncontaminated flesh to touch that personal self in you, you're going to become contaminated. Because the first sin is, is that you're going to put you, the I, the self, before me. And I told you, don't put no other God before me. And the greatest God that man puts before God is sin. Not your car, not your woman, not your money, but yourself. All another thing is just a fringe benefit of what self wants. So the word of the Lord says, verse 15, that when love has conceived, I mean, them put a baby in it. And it brings a full sin. That little baby sin. You know, start off small. End up like a hurricane in your life. You know? You loved it at first, but now it's done turned on. And now there's a problem. And when it's finished, it brings forth death. Because the wages of it is death, Romans 6 23. Verse 16 in James 1, verse 16 says, Do not error, my beloved brethren. He's letting us know, don't, don't make no error. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying here. He said, I'm going to show you something. In verse 17, he, 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 he says that. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadows of turn. Every good gift and every perfect gift. In verse 18, of his own will, Begot he of with the word of truth. Word of God says that by his own will he begot us with the word of truth. If we're going to be got, we got to be got by the word of truth. Not religion, but by the word of truth. I heard a preacher say this morning, T.D.J., he said this morning, and he was right. T.D. said that he Brought this guy in from the street. He was a high roller. And Jake said that uh, the guy was like putting him on a pedestal. 
You know how they do. And they say that troubled him. Because the guy was close to him and he was, must have been one of his arm bearers or whatever. But he was looking at Jake's in the wrong light. And that troubles Jake. Jake's been around long enough to know who the real deal is. And Jake said something to him, and it makes good sense. Jake told him, now let me tell you something. He said, now, in the kingdom of God, there's only one job over One. Just one. And that job opening is a thing called servitude. That's the only job. Now, there are different areas of it, but there's but one job opening in the body of Christ. Servitude. You're looking to the wrong one. You need to be looking to God. Because all you're doing is a servant of service. Because that's all I am. You got to serve God. Ain't but one job in the kingdom of God. Serve. That's the only job. And if you're serving anything else, then you're just serving a servant. That's all you're doing. So these folks, you know, that's putting people on pedestals and stuff, they, all they're doing is serving a servant. They ain't high enough yet. They, they, they don't understand yet. They don't, they don't get it yet. And people like that, you can never take fault. Because people like that are always going to be around you and they're going to be yes people instead of doers of God. They're going to be satisfied with me. Well, if you want to satisfy the man of God here, yeah, do what God say to And I'm happy. I don't bother nobody to do what God say do. Everybody in here to do anything know that. It's some other Yahoo. That's the one that caused the dysfunction in the body of Christ. Because the word says that there will be a falling away. And now we're in a time in this life where you, if you can't see it, then you'll never see it. Because the same thing that's going on here is going on in every church Amen. around the world. Amen. Nobody's committed. It's hard to get committed people. Committed people in the eyes of God are like yours. Don't you ever underestimate who you are with God? If you know that you're committed to God and what God is doing, you can bet and you can rest assured God got his eyes closely on you. You can bet that. Because the scarcer it gets, the more valuable you get. You got to understand that. With God. You got to understand that. Money becomes more precious to you when you get low on it. The lower you get, the more precious it becomes, right? Well, that's where it is with everything. That, that just ain't with money. That's with anything. And I believe that's why God does what he does. So that man will stay humble to the cause. Whosoever will, let him trust. He says here in verse 18, of his home will begat he us with, of his own will begat he us 
with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. This deal with the conduct of true faith. Wherefore, verse 19, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to what? Slow to speak and slow to anger. We got it mixed up. We talk too fast. We get mad too fast. But we're too slow to hear. But he said, be quick to hear. He said, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart, that means to get rid of, all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Superfluity means uh, to more abundance in advancement. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. He's telling us to get rid of one thing and take on another. He's telling us to get rid of filthiness, all filthiness. Now you know filthiness is in the flesh and the spirit. Let me see if I can find it here. It might be first or second Corinthians. I might be able to find it. Mm -hmm. Second Corinthians 7, verse 1. It says, Having therefore these promises, dear beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Second Corinthians 7, verse 1. Let us therefore cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. That means perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That means not only is our flesh filthy, but our spirit is too. Remember the spirit of love? That's the spirit. That thing will latch on to us. I'm talking real up in here now. See, it just ain't about whether you listen to something in the face. It's material things. It's all the same. You're trying to connect with it. And it'll mess you up. It'll have you fogged in the mind. Because what'll happen is, is that lust, it'll flood you, that spirit. It'll well up in you, and then that enticement will flood your head, and you'll and then on thing you 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 just like a, a mouse going at cheese on a rat trap. You know that's a rat trap. But you go on anyway. You hypnotize. You're walking right into death. And that's what we do. We walk ourselves into death. We walk ourselves into poverty. We walk ourselves into misery. We walk ourselves into all of these things. We do this to ourselves. All why? Because we don't do what God tells us to do. I'm telling you, when you or me or anybody else is enticed, we can't hear nothing except what that spirit of lust is trying to get us to over here. We can't hear no sound counsel or none of that. That ain't even in the picture. And that's with any and everybody. Everybody is going to be tempted. It says a man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own, by his own lust and enticed. So that happens to everybody. But verse 22 says of James, the first chapter, and I'm not going to be long with you. Not going to be long today at all. It says, but be ye, verse 22, God wants us to be doers of the word 
And not hearers only, says here we're deceiving ourselves. When we hear the word and we don't do the word. Says here, all we're doing is, 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 is the only thing that we're doing is we're deceiving ourselves. That's what it says. Deceiving. We deceive ourselves when we hear the word, but we don't do what the word says. What we do is we become deceivers of our own self. Now, I don't know about you, but I personally have deceived myself at least a quarter of a million times in this 56 years of life. I mean, at least that. So that means I've known pain pretty strong. I've just used me as a scapegoat. You know, for you. Because it don't hurt so bad when I use me. It don't hurt you so bad. Maybe you can accept what I'm saying when I just use me as a sacrificial lamb of truth because of my own shortcomings. And then you can be more ready to, okay, I'm the same way. Because if we're breathing, we're all the same way. We all bleed the same. We all pain the same. We all need help the same. You know, there's no difference. There's no difference. We, we, we're all just one people. That's all we are. One people. And we all got problems. We all got things that we need to take care of. But the only way that we can take care of it and ratify it is through the word. Just because we've got problems don't mean that we can skate around the world, but we have to face ourselves head on through this if we want help. So it says, verse 21, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Make you personal. But be ye doers of the word and not just hearers only because we deceive our own selves. Well, we just hear it and don't, you know, in, in other words, what James, what James is telling us to do here is when we hear that word, God wants us to start fighting to do what that word because what you got to understand is this, is that the word of God in the book of Revelation waged war against Satan and all of his enemies. So this word, it wages war. It draws first blood. People always talk about Satan is attacking. No, you're attacking Satan. You started the fight when you picked up the word because the word wages war on the demon. So, what happens is, is people, they pick up the word, and then all hell starts coming at them. Well, they don't realize they started to fight. Yeah, when you picked it up, you drew first blood. But you don't understand that you started to fight. So now you say the devil picking on me. No, you picked on the devil when you picked up the word. Because the word says that the word wages war against Satan and, every, and his whole kingdom. 
So we need to understand that, you know, when you hear the word, and soon it, that's why he tried to steal it from you before you get out the door. Because he don't want you to stick in with that sword. No, he don't want you to do that. So what he does is, when he sees that you're about to start using that word, he's going to come at you strong. He's not going to wait till you get strong in the word before he come at you and you already got him bleeding. No, he's going to attack you. So you got to understand that you started it. So don't be hollering about, I quit. Because it get hot. Mm, ain't no quitting. You started it. You ever been in a fight and then, then somebody, let's quit. No, ain't no quitting. Let's quit. What? I don't fight like that. They, I ain't never fought like that. Mm -mm. I ain't never done that. No, ain't no quitting. Especially if I'm winning. And I'm gonna try not to get in nothing that I can't win. So that's how that goes. Let's quit. Devil ain't gonna stop. You started it. It's on. Let's see what you working with. I know Christ and I know Paul. But who are you? See, you gotta prove who you are that devil. You got to prove that. So look what it says here about deceiving our own selves. I want you to look at James, verse 23. I can't get away from the book of James, God, and I won't leave it until God say leave it. Yeah. I want you to look at verse 23 of James, chapter 1, verse 23. Are we there? Yeah. It says, For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, says he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. He sees himself. See, right now we all see ourselves. But look what's going to happen. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. Mm -hmm. This is the person that hears the word and don't do it. He's like that person that looks himself, natural face in a glass. He see it for what it is. He see himself for what it is. But just as soon as he goes away, straight forward, he forgets what man of man he is. He forgot what he saw in the mirror. Church only, you forget everything. Let me get back up here. Thank you. Church only, he forgets just that quick. What manner? person God showed us that we are through his word. That's what he said. Those that hear it and don't do it. But then verse 25, here's over. It says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. The perfect law of liberty is the matured rule of the freedom that's in his word. The matured rule. Not Man's rules, but the matured rules of God, the designated way that God has laid it down for us. When you look into this thing, this word, this perfect law of liberty, the matured way to be free, and continue therein, 
then put that conjunction on there again. You can't just look, but you got to look, and then you got to do. You can't just hear, you got to hear, and then you got to do. But he says here, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, looking at it in a matured way, and continueth therein, he being not of what kind of fear? Forgetful. See, you can't forget what you hear. Because that's another thing. That that spirit of love will do. You know, when a man is drawn by his love and enticed, and then lust is conceived, and then it brings forth that little baby called sin, and when sin finishes with you, you do. It tear you up. It will tear you up. Sin is guilt. And the and you know what the payoff is? Death. That's the way it is. What it says. So what happens here is it says that when we look into this perfect law of liberty, whosoever, whoso looks, and whosoever continues therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, then this man should be blessed. In his way. Okay, let's go over here to Psalms. Because this thing keeps coming up about man being blessed in his way if he's doing something. So let's see what, what, what's, what's going on. Look at here in verse 1. Over there, I'm going to read chapter 1 of Psalms, verse 1. It's only six verses, but I want you to see this when you get there. Psalms. Chapter 1, verse 1 through 6. Are we there? Amen. Look at the word. The first thing there says man is blessed. Is the what? Man. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. The man that does this says that this man, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season and his leaves also shall not wither and whatsoever he do shall do what? Prosper. But the ungodly now, there's the upside of this too. The ungodly are not so. But are like the staff which the wind driveth away. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. They'll be there, but they won't stand in it. Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Look around you. People who don't want to change cannot come up under this anointing and stay here. Look around you. In, in, in the two or three, three, three years that we've been together, look around you, how many have come? The sinners, but they didn't want to change. They wanted it their way. See, they didn't know that when they were coming, see, every once in a while, God will run you up on a pure preacher that'll just tell you what's in the book and explain it to you. He won't tell you about all this 
newfangled stuff they got out here, all this charismatic stuff. You see, because you see, that's what people are so used to until now it don't work no more. It ain't working for them. So it ain't working for them now. They bored, now they looking for a new thing, a new event. See, that's a fad. You don't wear this like clothes. Did you hear me? I say, you don't wear this like clothes. You don't take this on and change fashion. Not these words, you know. Now, same thing brought you, is the same thing keep you. If you've been brought by the word, you will be kept by the word. But if you've been brought in by events, that's why we don't do a whole lot of that. And whatever events that we do do, you can bet. It's a big meaning to it. It ain't just, let's have a conference. Or let's have a party. You know, we'll do that. No, it's the word. It's the word that saves you. It's the word that's going to keep you through this life. And it's the word that's going to take you up out of here and give you eternal life. It's the word. And all them other things that they do, it's to none of them. It's a waste of time and it's certainly a waste of money. I got to be real with you. Because I don't want you to be fooled. I don't want you to be fooled. When you come through the door, I want you to know the truth so at least when you go wherever it is you go, you'll be able to see what the truth is about. Because God's people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. God says that the ungodly are not so. They're not going to prosper. They're going to always be in misery. They're going to always be shortchanged. They're going to always be hurting. You know, and every time they think they got it going on, God's going to blow on them. Every time. Not one time, but every time. You, you can take that to the bank. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall be what? I can't hear you. Don't be scared. Say it. Open your mouth. Mm. I bet you open it when that thing meets you in the tail. I bet, I, I bet you, are, you're a hollering. You don't want, you don't want to repeat God's word, but let me, okay. All right, hold on, head. Let me show you something. All right. All right. I want you to go to John 12, 48. Let me show you something. I told y'all, y'all better learn to open your mouth. Y'all ain't so cool and so uppity that y'all can't open your own mouth. <laughs> Keep on. When that thing hits you, you go, oh, Lord, ain't no need to holler. Don't holler now. If you don't praise me, these rocks are going to cry in the middle. Did you hear what I said? So you can sit there and keep your mouth closed. Well, go ahead. God got some rocks that'll take your place. That's word. That's word. You feel like you got it all going on if you want to. Look at this word here. I told you there's a hospital. It's where we come to get healed, man. If you hurt, you better say, ouch. Now, I want you to I'll show you something about this word, John 12, 48. He said, he that rejected me and receiving not my word hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the what day? Okay. Case closed. Case closed. Same one. 
Same one you don't want to bear witness with. That same one going to get you. Now, I'm trying to be light with it, but I can get tough with it too. Because I don't want to see your souls go in the damnation. Mine either. Amen? Now you go. Now look at verse 26. It says that if any man among you seem to be religious, see, it's a whole bunch of folk that seem to be religious. But it brought not his tongue, that means anything. But deceives his own heart. This man's religion is in vain. This is what pure religion is. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and widows in their what? Affliction. And to keep himself what? Unspotted. From the world. Now that's the tough one there. That one right there. Keeping oneself unspotted from the world. That's where the fright comes in. That's the one. That's the big boy. It ain't no problem to go and visit the widows when they're in affliction. It ain't no problem to do that. To visit the father. We all have pity on them. But we better start having some pity on ourselves too. And learn how to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Everybody got a problem with that. At some, some way, form, or fashion. We're all in the same boat. Just get in the pot and ball, baby. Just get in. Ain't no people on the outside looking at you. Oh, he's balling. Yeah, you balling too. You just ain't got enough sense to know it. So, here's where the hardship comes in. It goes right back to the beginning of this message. Where the spirit of love sees something in the world that's lusting. Don't make no difference what it is. Spirit of love. Object of love. That's what it's lusting for. Now there has to be a connection here. How can this spirit over here is trying to figure out, okay, I got to get over this. I got to make a bridge and get over here to get to that. How can I do that? Got to be a bridge. The bridge is temptation and enticing. It began in the beginning, remember? Now, so, the Bible says a man's lust, man is tempted when he is drawn by his own lust, and then he's enticed. See, his lust is drawing him to that thing he's lusting for. Now he's trying to figure out a way to get over there to it. So he had to have a bridge called enticement. So, the lust spirit enticed and he started walking toward it. See, because the bridge is made now, he's enticed. Now you're walking toward it. See, enticed ain't nothing but a rope around your neck pulling you. Come to me. That's that whispering and shouting. Saying, come to me. And, 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 and you know, like I say, you, you wide open, now you're enticed. You know, you're going toward that thing. Oh, yeah, you messed up. You know. And eventually it'll get you. Eventually it'll get you. Come tell you something. Once you're enticed, you have to pull another turn on That's it. You hook. The thing is, is not to get enticed. That's the bridge. That's the connection. There's no way that that bridge is going to be built and you not walk across it. Once you're enticed, 
Whatever it is over there, you're going to go ahead on and do it. And the Bible says that a man is drawn away by his own lust. When he's tempted, he's drawn away by his own lust. He is enticed. And when lust is conceived, because now the spirit has joined up with that which you want. Now y'all making love. Baby bone. Now I'm not just talking about physical babies here now. I'm talking about whatever it is you're going after. Job, money, it don't make no difference. But when you join up with that thing, that spirit joins up with that material thing, they're making love. Now a baby coming forth called sin. And what sin will do, now he ain't going to go to work on you now. Where you used to be glowing in God now, you ain't glowing no more. Well, you used to, you know, fire up. And, oh, that's real, y'all. Now, now, this is real now. This is the way it happens. This is just how it is. So what happens is, is that now, where you used to enjoy God, you don't enjoy God no more. Because now you don't link up with sin. You got this now, now you, and you don't want to turn it loose. Because lust, it's got you now. And you, once you've been enticed with it, it ain't easy. I mean, you know, you, you just, now you're involved now in something that has to. When I say has to, it's an absolute now. It has to not only work itself, but it has to finish. See, once sin starts in you, it has to go through the process. You can't evoke initially once it's conceived. See, that's why he said don't touch that tree. Don't do that. Because once you do it, then the process is there. You can't get around it. See, God can't leave you in that garden of Eden, the delight. The garden of Eden is the soul that's in the delight of God. He can't leave your soul in delight with him and you being sinned. There's just no way. Not if you know it. Not if you know it. And if you keep messing around with that word, you'll get to know him more and more and more. It's a process. So, you know, you can't, the worst thing that you can do is, is kick yourself when you make a mistake. You can't do that now. Because if you do that now, you hurt yourself and you hurt your spiritual growth. So you can't do that now. But you got to realize, okay, yes, I hate that I messed up, but I'm going to sit down here and I'm going to ask God to forgive me and I'm going to work this thing. Lord, I got to get this right, right quick. I got to get this thing right, right quick now. I can't just act like it didn't happen. But I really need to get this together. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't, what will happen is that you'll go a little bit further. And then you'll go a little bit further. And then, and then now you're not, you're desensitized now. You don't feel what you need to feel anymore about God. Your reverence and your fear for God is God. See, each time that you don't rectify the situation and correct it, what happens is, is that now it's easier, and then it's easier, and then it's easier. Now, you got one little baby. Now you got a bunch of them. Because one little baby opened up a portal hole for others. It's like a, like them going to tree. So now, you know, you're doing everything now. Because now you, you don't fear God no more. I mean, you just done threw your hands up. You say, well, what's the use? And that's the devil talking to you to tell you what's the use. What's the use? 
The use is that your soul is at stake. And you ought to fight for your soul. That's what the use is. You talking about what the use? That's what the use is. You, the devil don't want you to understand the importance of your soul. Your soul is eternal. It's going to be somewhere. See, God done shot that bullet in eternity called you. It don't stop. It don't stop existing. It's, it now is just like God. It's forever. Because we made in his image and his life. Now, here's the thing. Where are you going to spend eternity at? <laughs> That's the thing. Forever. See, you just don't go to sleep when you make your transition out of this world. You go into another realm. That's something in you go through another realm. See, see you, you, that, that caterpillar that goes into a cocoon is not dead. He's just in the grave, but he ain't dead. He's coming up, a beautiful butterfly. See, it's a metamorphosis. See, God shows what we are in his nature. He shows what we're going to become. You see, but we're so blinded on material things, you know, doing our little old thing, you know, but we don't, we don't see spiritual things, you know. We, it's all around us. That's why he put it out here. He put it out here all around to remind us of who we are in him and who he is in us. And see, but we're so caught up that we can't see nothing. It's all about us. Because he told me, don't touch that tree. Stay away from I. The, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the tree of I, myself. Me, myself, and I. And see, when you eat from me, myself, and I, that's the day that you should have got. Because you don't want nothing God got to say. <coughs> as long as you're eating from sex. That's why he says, if you're going to follow me, you got to take up your cross and follow me daily and deny yourself. Now, that all sounds good, don't But that's hell to do. I'll be real, religious people. Y'all get on my nerves. Just tell the truth. Everybody in here go through the devil every day. Within themselves. So you don't be sitting up in here, because I ain't going to let you do it. I ain't going to let you sit up in here like you really got it all going on. I'll bust you out. I ain't going to let you do that. Because the only way that the Bible says that we get healed is that we confess our faults to one another. So y'all man, we'll crank that amen corner up. Crank it up. Crank it up, y'all. Crank it up. Might as well crank it up. Because y'all know, y'all, everybody know, if walls could talk. Everybody know. You, you know, I'm saying, I'm saying, see, see, yeah, I, I'm going to put a slide board up here with this before I went. So I'm going to slide through there on you like that. But all jokes aside, it's a wonderful thing the way God has set it up in man that some things are just personal between God and you. Because the reason why is because you know how every once in a while God will expose our sins. And it's very embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Just think if everything was exposed. <laughs> if every thought, oh man, I can get deep with that thing now. 
I can make us really look at ourselves. I can't. I can make us really look at ourselves. But God got that thing set up where, you know, he gives us a chance to clean up where we messed up at. But every once in a while, if we refuse, he'll just expose. You know what I'm saying? He'll expose you and just it'll just embarrass you. You know what I'm saying? Make you feel like a little worm and you want to crawl under a rock somewhere. That's why you gotta be around the right people. Well, you don't have to feel like this. Because real people of God, real family folk, they'll build you up. They'll let you know, listen, man, 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 come on, man. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us. You do not want to be around folk that you can't carry your problem to if you got some problems. You don't want to be around that now. I'm trying to tell you. Because they will hurt you with their good religious service. Amen. And they living like hell. Amen. They going home cussing each other out, Amen. throwing a frying pan and everything else. But they come to church, they put their little face on like they all this and all that. You ain't fooling nobody. Them church folk ain't fooling nobody. I mean, you know, First Baptist down through there is full of that. They're full of them kind of people. Who want to be around them kind of people? I don't. I don't want to be around them. I want to be around real people in God. Loving people in God, you know? Real people, I say real people. I don't want to be around that other stuff, man. Because that other stuff is not profitable for us. It's no good. It's not profitable. Only thing that that do is make us feel worse about ourselves. You know why? Because people around us are playing like they this and that. And you convince that they are. You are. And they make you feel bad because you don't allow yourself to be convinced. I'm close. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Come on up.